Gabo! What up? How you doing, bud? Hey, All right, here's how we're going to do this. A little bit of a cluster, pretty much what you've been seeing from everything in any sort of sports broadcasting. You saw it in the draft. You see it with SportsCenter. So, Gabe, what I'm going to need you to do is you're fantastic in your role. Just stay in your lane. Great face, Dave. Going to need you to shut up for the most part until you want to interject Jeez. and do your thing. And then OC, what I need you to do. That's how you really feel. Well, I, I'm just, I'm keeping it real.com because we got four people now. Be the professional that you are. Gabe Mello, did you know that he is the Joe Tessator of the professional fighting league, the PFL? The fact that you go Tessator is such a weird equivalent to draw. It's not- Weird! Tessator is the head of Monday Night Football! Who would you prefer? Like a Marv Albert, maybe? No, he's not, no! I don't have the same sexual proclivities as Marv Albert, so... (laughs) By the way, if that Marv Albert shit had gone down in 2020, when it did in like 1997, that guy would not have a job. Here's the thing, would it have been more violently reacted to or less because now people are less transphobic? No, let no, you, I don't people, care. People are like, let your freak flag fly, man. If you're in a no. vampire sex. Oh, see, I know what you're saying. There are people that are more open to more things sexually, but I'm telling you, based on social media and the coverage, that thing would have been, he, he would never work again. That guy is just full-blown working as if nothing happened. <laughs> if there was Twitter, that would have been all over TMZ. That would have been all over everything. OC, do your professional thing. Introduce the show, introduce the people, do your thing, and then we'll get to it. Okay, well, if I'm steering this ship, I'm going to steer this ship, and I'm going to give you topics that you might not have discussed yet or thought about discussing yet, okay? I prefer it that way, OC. All right. Off the cuff. Off the top of the dome, as Nick Cannon likes to say. Ooh. Yeah, Nick Cannon. We're getting sexual up in here? Wild and Out? You guys don't watch Wild and Out? I watch Wild and Out. It got a little much for me. It's not good anymore, but it was good at one point. Oh, yeah. What are we calling this thing? OC and Z and friends. <laughs> OC, all right. <laughs> You're recording? Welcome to OC and Z and friends. We're just going to keep adding more and more people until this is like one of your corporate Zoom calls that's got like 32 people on it. I'm Sean O'Connell. That's Zachariah who wants to just be called by one name like Madonna. Prince. Like Madonna. We got like Great Face like Dave, Prince. GFD. What's Great up, everyone? How you doing? New to the show today, Gabo. What's up, Gabe? Sal the book. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Doing good. I, I sort of just, Bill calls you OC, but I just go with the – and I t- anytime I hear OC, I think offensive coordinator. Yeah, well, you know, it's a great job. It's one that I could probably perform better than 80% of the guys actually holding that job. Look at you, Cocky McGee. Hey, I want to start the show with oh, geez. text messages from Gabe based on our podcast that we've been putting out. Okay. <laughs> he said, by the way – in parentheses, and saying this in a complimentary, humorous way, not roasting you. All I want for Christmas is an MP3 that is a supercut of Billism highlights. Favorite ones this time, going with, quote, no applause in the clubhouse, standing in for no cheering in the press box. (laughs) In parentheses, you joked about it. It was so good. Also, you pronouncing hair apparent as hair apparent. (laughs) Different. And then he said, referring to someone making a smoothless transition, in quotes. That's gold, Jerry. That's gold. I said, yeah, it is kind of pathetic. It really is past pathetic into just downright funny. He said, it's not pathetic at all. The best part is you don't get stuck as in not able to come up with anything. That would be annoying slash boring. You, you fill in the blanks with words that might 
be off, but are close enough to usually tell exactly what you meant. And usually <laughs> the resulting phrase is of similar complexity to the intended or just different swapping which ones belong where in terms of the words. Anyways, it's your signature move. Way better than having a catchphrase that can just get old with repetition. Bill-isms are always coming out with new exclusives without even trying. <laughs> By the way, Bill equals Zachariah in this. Uh... Yeah, sorry, sorry. Actually, Gabe comes in with maybe a better contribution to the podcast in his linguistics evaluation than you or I or Great Face Dave has given in all of the podcasts we've recorded. The intellectual breakdown of your stupidity and inability to put, put hey, full sentences hey, together. You don't have to phrase it as stupidity. You could have just said lack of being able to come up with the proper term that I'm searching for. Yeah, you're right. That would have been a lot smoother than just calling it stupidity. Jeez. Yeah, that was mean. That was All me. Right. I apologize. Let's. Also, he ripped into us for not giving. Oh, he laughed his ass off at flamingos with heads in the sand. A lot of people texted me about that actually on Twitter and on Instagram and on my own personal text messages. A lot of people telling me flamingos don't have their head in their sand. Here's my counter argument, and I'll stand by it until I die. OC and Gabo and Sal and Greatface Dave, they have their heads in the ground, so it might not be the sand. But they always have their heads in the ground because that's where they get their food. No. The, the spin zone that you're able to put yourself in, you need to be on Fox News, my friend. It is outrageous. Do flamingos not have their head in the ground? You to water the ground. It's yeah. water. It's not ground. Yeah. The fish do not you swim know. in the ground. They swim in the water. Do you know the difference between a solid and a liquid and a gas? <laughs> okay. Again, I'm backing off of sand. Will you admit that they have their head in the ground? Water. Nope. Water is yeah. not ground. Water is not ground. That's a liquid. I'll say this. A surface. How Hold about on. that? Hold on. When you see flamingos depicted in people's little little lawn art, you stick a flamingo in your lawn. When you see flamingos in paintings, when you see flamingos in photographs, what is the percentage that those flamingos are depicted with their heads in the water or in the sand or underneath or whatever. It's a big zero. They're not known for that. Just admit that you've got ostriches and flamingos mixed up. On a regular basis. Anyways, before we get to the Rona rant, the last thing from Gabe is that he said there was a lot of disrespect for Tyrell Williams when we kept repeating that Derek Carr's top targets will be three rookie wide receivers and a tight end. They're paying Tyrell $11 million per year on a contract that is just a year old. Pretty sure he is the top option at wideout as it stands currently until further notice. He felt like Tyrell got disrespected, OC. I'll concede that we completely ignored Tyrell Williams and his contributions. We did. We did. But what I said back to Gabe was he would be a perfect number three wide receiver. He'd be a decent number two wide receiver. And in no way is he a number one wide receiver. That's absolutely right. A guy who's six touchdowns, less than a thousand yards a year. That's not a number one wide receiver. Okay. Is he being paid better? Sure. Is he going to make more money than these rookies? Sure. But is he a guy that they want to be the ultimate answer as the number one wide receiver? Clearly no. Right, Gabe? Right? It's true. It's true. But, I mean, I think if you're paying a guy that much, you got to feature him. Otherwise, you wasted a lot of money. I think he's more of a deep threat kind of guy than a go-to number one option. But the bigger thing I had an issue with in the conversation about Carr, and I've had this conversation with Bill a million times, oh, Carr can make the – I'm not a Carr fan, by the way. But he can make the throws. No but his biggest drawback is he can't manage himself in the pocket. He panics under pressure. 
He makes the, he closes his eyes and throws interceptions. He throws it away on fourth down. So if I'm the Raiders, I would be putting all my money into an offensive line because if you're going to have Carr, you can't have him under pressure. So either get rid of Carr or put everything into the offensive line because he needs to be protected or he's toast. Well, even the greatest offensive lines in NFL history can't completely eliminate pressure, especially when you get into elite competition and when you start talking about playoff football. It's an accurate uh, breakdown of the particulars of Carr's game, right? But if you are talking about the splitting the nuance of saying like, hey, as long as this guy doesn't get put under pressure, he's a great quarterback. That's like, as long as this running back doesn't have to go between the tackles, he's a great running back. It's part of the game. You gotta be able to perform under pressure. And if you got, if a guy can't do it, you don't just bolster the offensive line around him. You continue to bolster the offensive line, but then you tell that guy either get better at this or we replace you with someone who can perform under pressure because quality quarterbacks, ones that are going to win you playoff games and Super Bowls, they perform under pressure. Before we get to the Rona rant, Great Face Dave, you being the hardcore black hole Raider member of this podcast, what is your excuse for not bringing up Tyrell Williams when we were talking about the wide receiver position for the Raiders? What is your excuse? Well, first and foremost, I just want to say that I wish this podcast was televised because, Gabe, you are almost, you could do a lookalike with Carr. You kind of look like him on a day with that he didn't shave. Hey, Dave, what are you doing? First of all, Gabe has more hair than I've ever seen him have in my entire life. He's usually like 100% bald, like Mr. Clean, and he always shaves his face. And right now, the guy is just rocking full-blown hair up top, and he's got a full-blown beard and mustache. But that has nothing to do with the question that I asked you, Great Face Dave. And if OC could get off his phone, and if Great Face Dave could pay attention to the question that I asked, then maybe we'd get off on a good foot here. That being said, yeah. I think it's Derek's last year. I said last year was his last year and have time with new wide receivers. But I am excited. I'm excited because I think we have depth in the quarterback position. If Derek can't show up, we got someone behind him, and we got some young fast kids on the field right now we have a great running back what's your um, what's your over I'm, under on the amount of starts that Mariota is going to make this year i'm going to go with 13 Eight. games so you have, all right you have Derek carr shitting the bed and then Mariota replacing him yep all right let's we, do our run around oc we have a formula here on this controlled chaos why are you the kind of person that tells me to steer the ship and then you steer the ship why are you that guy because he loves the backseat drive. Look how long his arms are. You're the dude who crashed the Titanic into the iceberg when the regular captain went to take a shit. That's you. Okay. That part is true, but what I'm doing <laughs> here is trying to help. I'm trying to help. I definitely would have been the guy that didn't see the iceberg coming, and I was sleeping with a girl underneath the deck, and then we ran into an iceberg, and then the Titanic happened. I am that guy. In this scenario, I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to tell you to get us to the runner ramp. The format for OC and Z and Friends is we give you a Rona rant, we give you some sports talk, and we give you some yes. viewership recommendations. We start with our Rona rant. Zachariah, what's bothering you about our worldwide pandemic today? Woo! I get to start again? Yes. Ladies okay. first. All right. Here we go. So we're going to have hopefully four Rona rants. I know Gabe has one. I know Sal the Books has one. That's also good. Uh, OC probably has one. His is more informative. God knows what Great Face Dave is going to give us. It's probably going to be Call of Duty related. Okay, here's mine. All right. OC is the guy that, you know, Gabe is also in your kind of department. Like Gabe and OC would be in the same department. I would probably be more in like the Great Face Dave department where it's like more chaos and less rules and less like abiding by things that would, you know, keep you safe. 
you guys would keep us on track. My thing is this. Nobody's practicing the actual social distancing that you're supposed to do. Okay? So I've been wearing my bandana. Gabe told me it's only like 30% effective, which is a little bit disturbing. But I'm still doing my... Uh, I'm going to say like 17%. 17, it's down to 17, Gabe? Yeah, it's low. The 30% would be like if you had a, like a dialed mask that was yeah. tight fitting but was still not a respirator, that would be 30%. But bandana's less than that. Yeah, you're, it looks like a bandito. You're, no, check it out. I got it on right now. Your Wild West bank robber disguise is not protecting you from the coronavirus, okay? It's it, Wait, is it 30% or 17%? Because that's a big difference. I said 17. All right. Well, the way I'm, that you wear it is less. The way that you wear it is probably like 5%. Five. I wear it fantastically. I'll anyway. tell you this, though. The mask that you're wearing is not to protect you, Zachariah. It's to protect the people around you because it, it catches your droplets, the spittle every time you talk that comes flying out of your mouth. And yeah. that is what could potentially spread the virus. That's I don't want you riot. I don't want you ranting through my produce section, okay? So <laughs> I applaud you wearing your bandana. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I've gotten it already and it's passed through me. Anyways, what I would like to say to everybody out there, if we're actually going to do this social distancing practice and we're actually going to wear masks and we're going to keep six feet apart, you need to actually do that. Have you gone to a Costco or a Safeway? Nobody's staying six feet away. I see people walking by people in aisles all the time, and they're just waltzing through, and they're right next to each other. I was getting bird seed for my mother in Healdsburg so she can feed her squirrels and her blue jays or whatever. I put the, <laughs> the bird seed in my cart, and I looked up. And this guy, who was not wearing gloves and wearing a mask, just coughed right into my bandana. And I could, like, smell – I could smell the cough inside. Oh, and that's... my point is, if we're going to do all this, if we're actually going to go through all this and we're going to actually be apart from each other and we're going to try to be safe about all this, actually do it. Because they're not doing it at Costco. Like, nobody is actually staying six feet away from each other. I'll tell you what. First of all, throw the flag on Mama Dukes for sending you out into the virus-infested world just to get birdseed, okay? Get you can that on Amazon? Yeah, Billy goes to the store like twice a week. She's out here running errands. Oh, see, she loves her squirrels. Look, the squirrels are wild animals. They can fend for themselves. They'll be just <laughs> fine. Uh, second of all, flag the personal foul ejection on that dude coughing in your face and applause to you. For not resorting to violence. Oh, I can't. Gabe, I've told you this story before. OC, when I was interning at 95.7 and he had his own show from 10 to noon, I was telling him, I was like, I just can't believe that you're a professional fighter. Like, I try to avoid fights like the plague. And he was like, so you're telling me right now, if I said that I could punch you square in the face and I'll give you $15,000, you wouldn't do that? And I said, hell no. And he was like, well, what amount of money would you do it for? And I was like, I can't even come up with a number. I said, like, maybe a million. And he was like, a million? Are you kidding me? Anyways, he's a lot different than me. But this was the closest I've ever come to fighting for basically no reason. But, like, I wanted to punch the dude. Not only because he wasn't wearing gloves, but because he wasn't wearing a mask and because he coughed right in my face. You know, he just walked it off like nothing happened. So that was the closest I ever came to actually getting into a fight, but I didn't do it. You should have pantsed him. <laughs> it's a weird move. 
What a horrible suggestion. What's your run rant? You got a run rant, Gabe? Great faith, Dave? Go ahead, Gabe. I like to see what the Derek Carr at the bottom of my screen likes to say on his run rant. <laughs> I one teed up, Bill, but I'll use you when you got mad at the guy for not wearing gloves. One of the most ridiculous things is this idea about wearing gloves. Gloves do not help you against the coronavirus. The reason why we wear a mask is because the virus can get in through our mouth and through our nose, so we want to protect those areas. Your hands, your hands here, cannot you cannot get the coronavirus soaking in through your skin. So if you touch something with your hands or you touch something with a glove, it's still all bad if you touch your face and fine as you take off the glove and or wash your hands. So gloves are not protecting anything, and people who are wearing gloves look ridiculous. That's mine. All right. Breaking news. Gloves do not matter. <laughs> Breaking news. Doctors who recommend that we wear gloves. <laughs> Breaking Rona news from Sal the Book. Is that your only rant? Great GFT, face. What do you got? I got my PlayStation yesterday, so that's exciting. Oh, we knew but, this. Uh, but my, my rotor ran is, is on my way home. I stopped at my local dispensary, and they've changed up some things, so it's, it's a little different. First, you have to text your email or you have to do your message thing online to get your order, and then you have to walk up there, show them your order, and then they tell you to go back to your car. You wait in your car for 10 minutes, and then you come back, and then you wait in the line, either prepaid or not prepaid. Then I'm checked in, and I'm standing there, and I'm looking at the display, and I just feel someone. And I look over my shoulder, and there's a guy, and he doesn't have a mask on. You know, he's a heavy set guy, and he's just so happy in the world. And he's like, this is the one I'm getting today. And I look over, and he's got to be at least, like, a foot away from me. And I almost just melt down and flip out. And the moment I, like, turn, the security guard runs over like there's a grenade dropping. And he's like, sir! And the guy has a little, like, flip out for a second, like, oh, what's going on? And luckily, I next in line, I got away. But I could hear him telling him that we can't be close. And this guy acknowledged, wait, there's a, a coronavirus going on? And everyone in the place stopped to look. And he's like, yeah, you don't know about the coronavirus? And he said, no, I just got back from a backpacking trip for a month. And I just came in. And I lost it in line. It was the funniest thing ever. Uh, the only thing that I can add to that is that I did take my dogs to the vet. And it was the first time that the vets came out and picked the dogs up from my car. I couldn't enter the vet. So okay. I piggyback on that's just kind of like more unnecessary errands, Bill. This guy does more errands than you do when there's not a quarantine. <laughs> I was blown away that we're in month four and someone doesn't know about the coronavirus. Salvador, are you telling me that taking my dogs to the vet is not necessary? I'm sure for you it's like a regular checkup. I'm sure they're fine. No, my dogs are old, man. They're 14 and 16 now. What are you giving them? Are you, you, giving know, you know human beings that are old are not going to the doctor for regular checkups right now. Human <laughs> beings. They're saying only go for an absolute emergency to the hospital, and you're taking dogs to the vet just because they're old. Hey, I need Nash alive just like OC needs Mr. President alive. Nash is not missing a checkup just because of a worldwide pandemic, Gabo, Okay. First of all, I'm a truther on that Great Face Dave story. There's no way in hell that a heavy set guy got back from a month long backpacking trip. Those two things do not match up, okay? <laughs> no, nah, he looked like he's and by the way, in the woods. On the kettle black, Great Face Dave. What? <laughs> no, he's bigger than me. I'm a big guy. I ain't gonna lie. 
Yeah, you're not exactly Slim Shady. That dude was not on a month-long backpacking trip, and okay? I, he might have been on a month-long acid trip. I don't know. Everybody knows about the Rona. Not no. There was like, I think a couple weeks ago, there was like a French military submarine team that emerged from the depth of the ocean after like a six-week deployment, and they were the last people on Earth to find out about it because it was all like radio silence, and they popped up out of the depths of the ocean searching for the freaking Arcatuthis squid, and someone was just like, hey, you heard about this corona thing? And they're like, well, what are you talking about? I've never heard of the corona. But they were the last ones to know. So I don't I don't believe that guy at the dispensary if he said he didn't know about it, okay? He was trolling everybody. My Rona rant, I'll make it relatively quick. My Rona rant, there's a lot of people in the world whose jobs have been affected negatively by this, right? We know that the stock market took a big hit, and thankfully it seems like we're going to bounce back and be okay. Did you guys see the number on how much money Jeff Bezos has made personally from this whole corona situation? No, is it disturbing? It's insane. So Amazon stock is up 30% because a lot of people are hunkered down at home, but Amazon is still an essential business, running, delivering things. People who used to go to the store, like you do apparently three times a week, Zachariah, they're now ordering things to be delivered to their house, right? So Amazon stock is up 30%. The value of the company is approaching $1 trillion, and Jeff Bezos has made $25 billion with a B, Dollars to add to his personal fortune just wow. since the beginning of this lockdown. Wow. 25 billion? 25 bill. Just since this went down? Yeah. Wow. Because there's that much of an increase in purchases? A 30% increase in stock prices for Amazon, and most of his wealth obviously is in ownership of Amazon stake. He's going to take over the world. Did you see he's like he's so rich he's just looking for shit to spend money on. He's building some gigantic 10,000-year atomic clock that's being sunk down into a mountain so that it can never read the time wrong. He's just building that because he has too much money. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. Repeat that again. He built a clock to put into a mountain? Okay, hold on. Let me just make sure I get Dude, I I need to fact check that because that sounded like somebody that was on like mushrooms or something. He built a gigantic clock that he put within a mountain. Okay, the 10,000-year clock. He's building a 10,000-year clock inside of a Texas mountain. It will tell time for the next 10,000 years. So far, it's cost $42 million to build. It's a huge mechanical clock. It ticks one time per year. And it chimes one time per millennium. <laughs> Wait, millennium is a hundred a thousand years. Honestly, a thousand years. Sounds like you're like reading something from the onion. Yeah, it's it does like sound like that. Stuff. It does sound like that, but this is from reputable news sources and it's just a, a Jeff Bezos project. What's the okay. who pays for that? Who pays for that? Well, not, Jeff Bezos pays for it. Okay, forget who pays for it. OC, help me with this. What is the benefit of it? What is the payoff? You won't even hear it chime. Time? I can tell time off of my computer. I can tell time off of my phone. Hell, I can tell time off of my microwave. What is the payoff of having a clock in a mountain? I guess <laughs> post-apocalypse, someday there's going to be zombies wandering through the hellscape. Of abandoned West Texas, oh, and they're so, going to hear. So everything's going to be shut down, but that clock will still be able to tell us the time. 
I guess. I mean, why, why build this? This is what drives me insane when genius people apply their intelligence to pointless and stupid things. The brainchild, the guy who, this is the brainchild of a guy who's an MIT scientist, okay? He's a supercomputer designer who went to MIT. He's like a big time genius and he decided that he wanted to engineer this mechanical clock, right? Which means it doesn't have digital parts. It's a mechanical clock, like an old school Swiss watch. That's going to run for 10,000 years. And Jeff Bezos is enough of an idiot to have throw $42 million at it so far. <laughs> you know how great it would be to have, let alone $42, just throw away, you know, like just $42, let it fly in the wind, whatever, no big deal. Imagine being able to just, like, I'm sure that $42 million investment on whatever clock is going to go in whatever mountain that is like nothing to him. Imagine the ability to have $42 million mean that little to you that you would throw it into a clock that goes into a mountain. But this is what, so this is what drives me crazy about this because if you've got that dispensable income and you're right, compared to his relative net worth, $42 million for him is the same as you or I tossing a quarter. It's yeah. like a quarter, but. If I tell you, Zachariah, are you going to flip a quarter into a fountain to make a wish, or are you going to help somebody buy a soda with a quarter? You're going to help somebody buy a soda with a quarter. $42 million can go to help so many people. And he's like, nah, I want to build that atomic clock inside of a Texas mountain. God, I mean, I hope he's doing something. He's becoming Dr. Evil. This is just some dumb shit from an Austin Powers movie. It really is. Well, I mean, hopefully he's doing stuff for people that are being affected by all this. All right. Got to hope. Now we move on from our Rona yeah, he's selling them toilet paper delivered by drones. That's what he's doing. That's by Amazon stock and Charmin stock right now during the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Let's he move on to actual sports. Okay. I got a couple sports questions I want to throw at you, Yahoos. What do you got? What do you got? All right. We know that the Green Bay Packers traded up to draft Jordan Love. We talked about this when we were breaking down the draft. Utah State quarterback, the only non-Power 5 guy to be taken in the first round of the NFL draft. You not, not big on him. He threw 18 interceptions his last year at Utah State. I think that broke the record for FBS. It's not a good season, right? But uh, kids got potential. There's no denying that. Here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is no way pleased with this draft pick. And, of course, everyone around Aaron Rodgers is being asked questions about it now. Everyone within and around the team is being asked questions about it. But the guy who Aaron Rodgers replaced was asked, what do you think Aaron Rodgers believes this tells you about the Green Bay Packers and how they view him? And Brett Favre has said, look, all Aaron Rodgers needed was a reason to leave Green Bay to go somewhere else, and they just gave him that reason. Brett Favre says, I think Aaron Rodgers follows my footsteps again, and he finishes finishes his career somewhere else. He's going to want out of Green Bay. What kind of credence do you guys place in Brett Favre's statement that Aaron Rodgers, because of this move, is going to be looking for greener pastures? Okay, so it's obviously a very – particular and interesting and unique situation based on the fact that Rodgers got drafted. He was supposed to go, you know, potentially number one to San Francisco. They took Alex Smith. He dropped all the way to 25 or 26 or wherever Green Bay got him. And it was a very awkward situation with Aaron Rodgers being behind Brett Favre. Brett Favre didn't take it well, didn't want to groom him, didn't want to say, hey, here's my replacement. 
And then eventually, Brett Favre went to a division rival with the Vikings and then went to the Jets and, you know, whatever. He had like three or four years after leaving Green Bay. And now this is a similar situation where the Packers got love late in the draft and it looks to be the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers. And who knows how he's going to take that. He doesn't seem like a guy that's going to take that well. I don't know how all of that's going to go down. But I would say, in general, if you're Green Bay, I get why you're trying to look towards the future, but you also have too many years left with Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady is 150 years old, and Aaron Rodgers is a lot younger than that, so you have a lot more years with him. I would think a team that he got that had no business getting to the NFC Championship game last year got to the NFC Championship game last year. So I would think that you would try to draft him help that would help him now, you know, players that would help him now as opposed to drafting the guy that's going to replace him down the line. So does Aaron Rodgers want out of Green Bay, Gabbo? I would hope so. And I think, you know, it's a weird thing because when the Packers are planning for secession, it doesn't make much sense because we all know in the NFL salary cap sport, the whole point of drafting a rookie QB is you try to compete while they're on that rookie contract, which gives you more money to spend on the rest of your roster and to develop him for two to three years doesn't make any sense. So in Rogers' head, he's got to be thinking if they're really going to wait two or three years, it doesn't make sense for them. So maybe they're trying to push me out. I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted out, but I was struggling to find where's the right landing place. My favorite one for just for the storyline is San Francisco. And there's not a clear way for them to get out of the Jimmy G contract necessarily, but they admitted they were kicking the tires on Brady and decided not to do it. One of the reasons for that might be, they don't want to sign up for a 42-year-old Brady, so they didn't throw their hat in the ring in that regard. But Rodgers fits in with their timeline for contention perfectly. So I'd love to see him come back to Northern California and have that be a landing spot. It seems like it makes too much sense for them to not at least explore that opportunity. you got to explore it. I'm 100% on board. I co-signed Gabo's discussion here. And stop saying hair apparent, by the way. It's heir apparent, Zachariah. But, look, we discussed, and we're going to re- we're gonna release our conversation at some point uh, I ranted about Jimmy Garoppolo for about 20 minutes, and there's no definitive yes to the question of whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback who can deliver you a Super Bowl. There is a definitive answer on whether or not Aaron Rodgers could do that with the right talent around him. And San Francisco is drafting offensive weapons and bolstering things in a way that Green Bay never has. So is it appealing for San Francisco to look to Aaron Rodgers if he's less than happy at Green Bay? Of course, it makes perfect sense for them to at least explore that, like you said, Gabe. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm looking around and I'm saying, okay, who has been drafting offensive linemen lately? Who has been drafting skill position players that I don't have in Green Bay? Well, San Francisco is one of those teams that happens to have a great defense also. Well, I think you know, Gabe, my mentor when it comes to gambling. I placed a large amount of money on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and I did it specifically because I did not think that Jimmy G would be the guy that could win the Super Bowl for them, and he missed the throws that he needed to make in order to win it. And I think, just like I think they should have been thinking about bringing in Tom Brady if I was the Niners, same reason why I would be thinking that you should be bringing in Aaron Rodgers because they have the window. They have everything else around them, in my opinion, other than the quarterback. I just don't think that Jimmy G can get you there. I don't think he can make the plays that Mahomes can make. I don't think he can make the plays that, you know, Drew Brees or Tom Brady or, you know, whoever Aaron Rodgers could make. I don't think that he can do it. So 
I would be looking at that, but I just think that it would take a lot. And I don't know exactly what Green Bay is planning on doing because you brought in the guy that you're planning on replacing Aaron Rodgers with. You're not bringing in the pieces that Aaron Rodgers can win with now. So what exactly are you doing? What do you think, Dave? I give him two more years. I say this year he's going to give him a little training under the belt. Next year it will come to a peak, and within three years he will be somewhere else. That's my thoughts. Three years he'll be somewhere else, but that's not into retirement? In three years he's going to be 40 years old. Three years he'll play two more years after that somewhere else, and someone will pick him up like us. They need the key factor is a a veteran quarterback, and they have all the other things to go around him. And he'll go there. It could be San Francisco. It could be something like, I feel like it could be like a Peyton Manning thing like Denver where they had all the key factors and he'll go there. So it's similar to what Gabe was saying, like who's drafting all the linemen, who's doing all that. That's where he'll go in three years. I actually agree with Greyface Dave. I think he'll play two more years in Green Bay just because of he's going to have to play there for two more years. And then I think he's going to have another window. Don't forget, Brett Favre with – the Vikings, if it wasn't for where the Saints basically were going after him very particularly and trying to injure him, and if you watch the highlights of that game, it was pretty insane. But he was very close to bringing the Vikings to a to a Super Bowl. So I think Rodgers is going to have a similar run. I don't know if it's going to be with the Niners or whoever else, but I think he can go somewhere else after Green Bay. You know what's crazy is Minnesota actually makes sense. And he'd literally be following in Brett Favre's direct footsteps. Yeah. Chicago, another divisional opponent, could make sense because they they missed on Mitch Trubisky. Chicago right? was my first thought. So that would be, man, the city of Green Bay, how much they love Aaron Rodgers and how tight-knit that community is and stuff. To have it happen with their two all-time greatest quarterbacks or two of their greatest yeah. quarterbacks, I should say. Yeah. Man, it'd be wild to watch him go to a divisional opponent, which – I think he might I think Aaron Rodgers might actually be put off of the Vikings idea because it's too close to what Brett Favre did. But money's gonna talk. Obviously the Green Bay Packers I think are gonna have to do what they can to try and mend that relationship. Unless they are ready to move on, which would be insane if they've made that decision. As long as we're talking about great quarterbacks, my second question of real sports, and it's only semi real sports, but um did you see this this package that they sold uh, the the all-in package with Tom Brady. Did you, did you hear about this? The all-in challenge? No, what is this? So you could get a dinner and a workout with Tom Brady uh, after the first home game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You get tickets to the game. You get his jersey from the game, his cleats from the game. And you had to bid on this, and it was a big you know, uh, charity thing. It went for Meals on Wheels, No Kid Hungry, America's Food Fund, that kind of stuff, all right? It's all these uh, organizations, these charities that are feeding people during the coronavirus pandemic. And so good on Tom Brady for donating his time and his his cleats and whatnot from his first Tampa Bay game for this cause. Take a wild crack at the final bid and what, what this closed out at, what the winning bid for dinner or a workout with Tom Brady, tickets to the game, and then his game-worn jersey and cleats. My guess is 850 Thousand. I was gonna say two hundred and fifty thousand. Two fifty, Gabo. Do you got one? Is he otherwise indisposed right now? Indisposed, I believe. Okay. Well, neither of you. Great face, Dave. You're closer. But if we're going prices right rules, you, oh, over- you went over. You went over. over. I went over. 
I win. So Zachariah wins, but you were way off. It was eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow. My question for you is a similar situation. You get to bid on this exact same package. Dinner, yeah. dinner. I know you're not taking a workout, Zachariah. So it's going to be dinner, uh, and then it's going to be tickets to the game. It's going to be their apparel. Let's assume you have this kind of coin to throw around. But what athlete out there it doesn't have to be NFL? Who are you going to drop this to spend that time with them? Who's the most fascinating personality for an athlete? Okay. Well, for me, I would go Barkley. So you're asking me how much I would pay. I mean, that's relative to how much I have, right? I mean, just assume that you got however much money the dumbass who spent $800,000 on dinner with Tom Brady, okay? Yeah, then I would spend whatever, $250,000 or what. I mean, I would love to go have dinner with Charles Barkley. If I had a ton of loot, I would love to spend a ton of loot to go have dinner with Charles Barkley. What about you, Great Face Day? Ooh, that's a tough one. So I can spend it, as much money as I want, and it has to be a oh, sports it's player. It's gonna be eight hundred thousand dollars. We're gonna clarify. We're just gonna make it eight hundred grand because that was the winning bid. It's eight hundred grand. You can afford it. Who are you going to dinner with? Who are you gonna go watch their game? Pick a guy or a gal. Maybe he's Wait. he's a big fan of the WNBA. Might be a they gal. Have to be alive though, right? <laughs> no, your eight hundred thousand dollars cannot resurrect a dead body. Great face, Dave. So that takes Kobe off the table. I guess I would have to go with. You're a Laker fan? Oh, yeah. Diehard Lakers fan growing up. I used to love Lakers. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just I guess on. I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to keep it on pace. I'm going to go with Magic Johnson. Right. That would be a great guy just to hang out with, pick his brain, he, and he, ask him about he, all sorts of things. He seems pretty bland, though. In this imaginary world where I'm paying for the $800 and I get to have dinner and hang out with him somewhere, so maybe I'm I'm having dinner I'm going to a Dodger game, sitting next to him, and then maybe a late night L.A. fancy place where only the cool guys get it. Terrible answer, Gabo. Are you back? Yeah, I, it's an interesting question. I think because a lot of it depends on are you going to try to like pick a guy who's an athlete and then talk sports, like pick his brain about like what were you thinking when you were in the World Series this time or whatever, or are you, are you trying to have a conversation just with an interesting person? Because for that, some of these athletes, like, we have a little glimpse into, and some, we don't really know their personality very much. But you could do I know OC was joking when he was talking about the WNBA, but I'm going to go Maya Moore. She made a really interesting choice, I think, that we haven't seen before in pro sports for this reason. Somebody basically pausing their career in the middle of it. We saw a little bit of this in, like, World War II when people, like, had to go to war and, you know, Ted Williams and all these guys losing time. Maybe that was Vietnam, but losing time to a war. But... Maya Moore pausing her career when she's basically the premier player in the league for a social justice issue. She was looking at a family friend that was wrongly convicted, and she was trying to help them through the justice system and was eventually successful. But I think that's a fascinating choice for somebody who is at the pinnacle of their profession. No, uh, you know what? It's a Uh, high-minded answer, and you can't get behind it. You know what? Give the man his props. That's what he wants. That's what he's spending his 800 grand on. No, OC. You know what this is? This is a classic first-time flag for Gabe. I know what he did, and props to him. He should be bringing light to this, and that's a fantastic uh, choice that he made. But you know what that was? That was Straw Man McGee, where he came in there and he said, look at how highfalutin I am. I'm picking this person who shut down their entire career to bring up this person to bring social justice to America. 
Let me tell you some of the other sports prizes that were bid on at this same exact fundraiser. And I don't think that, the, by the way, I don't think that the Brady Prize was even close to the best one. The Brady Prize was crap. Certainly. The best one, you know what the best one was? And this will let you know a little bit about uh, my, uh, my well, sexual I'll get to interest. the damn prizes. I know exactly what you're going to say. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe a better question is which would have been your pick? All right. So you got 800000 to go to dinner with Tom Brady and go to his first yep. game, Tampa. Yep. You got five hundred twenty-five grand for eighteen holes of golf and dinner with Peyton Manning. Dinner for ten, by the way. You got to pick eight other people to go to dinner with Peyton Manning. I would not do Here's that. The thing with Peyton, though, the Peyton one, you don't get to go anywhere. He comes to your town. That's right. He comes to your town. But by the way, <laughs> if I'm spending five hundred grand on dinner with Peyton Manning, I'm not bringing nine other people with me. Okay, I want to sit down and have a real conversation with Peyton Manning. I don't want my stupid uncle chiming in and just be like, well, why didn't you throw the, why didn't you throw the Shannon Sharp on this down? Other items that recently <laughs> closed. And this is the one Zachariah would bid on. I'm calling yeah. this easy. Yeah. Double date with Russell Wilson and his wife, Ciara. No. Oh my God. Damn it, OC. See, you know what? That's why Gabe gets the award for knowing me more. Well, I, actually, I don't know. Gabe, can you say what the actual answer is? Hold because, on. I'm, oh, not done with, I'm not done with all the prizes. Pipe down. Well, if I was wrong, I'm sorry. Well, I'm saying that OC is wrong right now, and I want to know if Gabe can get it. Okay. Meek Mill sold off, auctioned off his Rolls Royce Phantom for nope. $320,000, which, by the way, I think that's, that's less than retail price on that car. So that's Man. a great value. Uh, a game of it horse. Is used. A game of horse in courtside seats. Wait, hang on. Do any of you guys know me well enough to know what my choice would be? Because I'm really disappointed in you guys. You're not. I haven't even read off all of the options yet. Okay. No one oh. should be expected to guess your preference when oh. I give. I haven't given them all the options. Well, really? if you do know Zach, you know that he has no patience. So he probably picked the first one, and he's probably with Tom Brady already because. He stopped picking after you said the first one. First of all, flag on you. I'm going to mute you. You're done from the rest of the podcast. I hate Tom Brady, so that would never be my choice. Go ahead, OC. A game of horse and courtside seats with Magic Johnson at an L.A. Laker game. Nope, not for me. Do you want people to guess your preference, or are you just going to tell us what you like and what you don't like? Pipe down. Golf with Bubba Watson and Denny Hamlin, and you get to attend the Daytona 500. That's a both? You get to golf with both of them, and then you get to go to the Daytona 500 with Denny Hamlin. This one sucks. Weekend in Napa Valley at the Screaming Eagle Winery, donated by Cronky Sports Entertainment. So you just get to go to a weekend in Napa for 160 grand. And uh, Eli Manning, this is so great. Eli Manning donated his Corvette that he won for being the Super Bowl MVP in 2012. You could have had that for 140 grand. Right. Are you gonna get to the one that I actually like? Do none of you guys know me? I'm I, like, I think, okay, okay. Number one, I, I think it's gonna be the hangout and dinner with Ariana Grande, Bill. Ooh, great guess, and that would have been my choice if I knew it was an option. That was but that was. I didn't know that that was an option. Oh, that's on there. Oh well, I, that's yeah, that's that number one. one. So you I do know me one. well, but do you know what number two was? Which is something that I only knew was an option before. I didn't know that Ariana Grande was an option. I mean, tell me you didn't pick the Keeping Up with the Kardashians lunch. Hell no. <laughs> Holly Berry UFC fight. Boomerang. That was my number one pick. 
Where was I? Did I zone out? Did I black out through this? I didn't hear any of these options you guys were talking about. Well, we didn't. I didn't get to those options. I just stuck with the sports-related options. <laughs> you, by the way, her name is Halle Berry, so she's going to be upset with you if you attend the fight with her and you keep calling her the wrong name. What, Holly? Exactly. I call her Holly. Her name is Halle Berry. I know. Real friends call her Holly. Okay, Zachariah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, see. Then, then, oh, see, then he's going to ask her. He's going to say, you're a pretty big movie star and one of the most, you know, beautiful actresses, but who do you think is the heir apparent to your place in, in Hollywood? <laughs> you know what's crazy? So since I'm the Joe Tessitore of Professional Fighters League, Zachariah, yeah. I get to do those fights. I announce those fights with Randy Couture, Captain America, legend himself, right? And Eve Edwards, who's one of the most underrated 155-pound fighters in the history of the world. Eve also does consultation and work in Hollywood on, like, fight scenes and stuff like that, boxing coach for fight movies, that kind of stuff, right? And Halle Berry has an upcoming role where she plays something related to the fight world, and Eve got to work on that movie with her. So all of last season... He was getting text messages on his phone while we were sitting down to do our broadcasts, talking fights with Halle Berry. I've never been more jealous of anything in my entire life. They'd be sitting there debating who was going to win the main event of the fights we were about to call. What's your viewership recommendation for all the folks stuck at home during the Rona? What do you got? Before we get to the viewership, I was, in that episode, OC, I was surprised as we were joking about Salt Lake City being a pretty vanilla place and not some place that you would think there's a lot of hijinks going on. You guys are perennially a top cities in the country in terms of property crime. Salt Lake City, top three or top five every single year. You got to watch out because uh, everyone here is so nice and they still leave their doors unlocked and stuff like that. Is your door unlocked oh, right now, OC? No, my door is locked at all times. I got a homeless camp down at the end of my road, basically, and I got a wife and kids, so I got a 130 pound dog and a locked door at all times. Gab, what's your pick, bud? I don't know that I've been watching a ton of TV while I'm cooped up, but I think OC was mentioning the Bezos just turning into the richest guy in the world. And I don't know if you guys have ever taken a look at that show, Billions, but somebody was suggesting that to me and I watched a couple episodes. It's decent, but I think only in kind of the voyeuristic sense of looking at these SOBs with just more money than God and just doing random shit with it. But very difficult to figure out who you're supposed to be rooting for. There's not really a sympathetic character in the show. They're mostly annoying people. So if you're somebody who likes kind of semi-hate watching a show that it's interesting, but you're actually rooting against most of the characters, that's a recommendation for you. Dude, that's like Ozark for me. There's no protagonist you can get behind. Oh, come on. You can get behind. Uh... Ruth. Ruth is our favorite Ruth is the best. Ruth is the only one you can root for. But even Ruth is an asshole, so you don't really want her to succeed. No, like, Ruth, just she's hurt. so entertaining, though, because she'll roast people with, like, the crucial burns, but her voice sounds like she's, like, semi has a speech impediment, so it's like <laughs> that combination is pretty nice. Ruth is the best, and she only disappointed me when she joined the psycho, weird, 80-year-old, banging the 17-year-old. Darlene, uh, yeah. Darlene. That, show, that show in season two, end of season two and season three, terribly written. I disagree on that. I was 
highly entertained by all of it, but that highly was awful when the young man slept with the old woman and then Ruth jumped on ship, as far as we know, in terms of the end of season three. Uh, my recommendation is Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> Uncut Gems? No, Righteous Gems. That is a great movie. That's all right, I got right, for you. What's, what's Righteous the, Gemstones? I mean, you got to look right, it up. Watch Righteous it. Gemstones is an HBO series about televangelist family with a bunch of hijinks and craziness going wrong. It's funny. Danny McBride's oh, in it. Dan Roseanne's Dan is in it? <laughs> yes, also that Dan. Yes. <laughs> John Goodman plays John the Dan. Goodman. John yeah. Goodman. My pick is come join me on Warzone and uh, oh, play some Call of Duty. Oh, God. I'm no. going to save everyone time. You don't have to get invested yep. in a show like Billions or even Righteous Gemstones. The Pentagon officially signed off on the release of UFO footage this week. Have you guys seen this? No. no. It's footage taken from fighter jet pilots' onboard cameras, and you can hear the radio transcript, the, the radio conversation happening between these two fighters as they are basically following the flight paths of UFOs. And obviously our government, we know these, these things exist, and there's all these conspiracies around them. Uh, the government has always just kind of like not said anything about it, but they declassified and released this video and officially acknowledged that it exists. And they officially acknowledge that they do not have any idea what the aircraft flying in front of these fighter jets is. So go check it out. Go watch it. What is All it right. on? You Just YouTube? YouTube. Every Reddit. It's on every corner of the Internet right now. You can find it on Barstool Sports, wherever you want. It's on Twitter. You can find this video. And it's classified. All the books are sold. It's classified information that has been declassified, and you see these little Foo Fighters flying around in front of, I think it's F-16s or something, and the pilots are like, what the hell is that? Defying the laws of physics, all that crazy stuff. Go check it out. Love it. As coronavirus trends down and we're like less freaked out about that, it gives us something new to have like a lot of anxiety about. Now That's right. If, about you the aliens. If, you're, if, you're, if your panic about coronavirus has worn off, this will ramp you right up to Independence Day. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Later. Later.